0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening We are back folks Took the week off My apologies for not having any content up in the last week I know I did say that I was going to go and hopefully record some episodes on some streaming movies And a show I was interested in doing but that did not work out the way I wanted it to. So we're back. Here talking about more films I've gone to the theater to check out and see. This week, I planned ahead. And uh, first up, we're going to talk about The newest addition to the Marvel Studios MCU film library Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania which was released on this past Friday the 17th of February 2023 to get past some of the more factual bits of information about the film, as of right now, we'll uh, go over the the real divide between the audience score and the critic score on Rotten Tomato. On the critic side. We have 303 reviews. Um, It's at a 47%. But the audience score, over 5,000 plus audience reviews, uh, gives it an 84%. So the majority of the public likes the film. Now, you'll hear different pundits and critics say what's the priority really? Is it the critic scores? Is it the Rotten Tomato scores? Is it the cinema score? At the end of the day to agree with a man all art which includes film and movies is subjective. At the end of the day there's going to be people who hate it there's going to be people who like it there's going to be people who love it it is what it is the priority for me as to where I stand with stuff like this is I usually tend to side with the audience because I am an audience member I'm not a I don't know if you want to call me a certified critic or something like that I'm not recognized in the media I don't get to you know go to screenings and things of that nature or whatever the case is I don't have communications with movie studios and such so I'm an audience member. I just decided to talk about movies from my point of view because I spend a lot of my free time in movie theaters and it's my go to uh, hobby outside of going to the gym and listening to music and watching pro wrestling for the most part. Um, You know, I grew up loving and reading comics and graphic novels and huge fan of sci-fi and it's the reason as to why I even decided to start recording stuff so the point I'm trying to make is yeah I'm leaning on the audience side of the score here on Tomatoes I believe the uh, the cinema score for the movie is a B and I'm not sure about all of you guys out there in the world who listen to my podcast. We're from many different backgrounds and many different countries. Yet again, I'll harp on the fact that I really look at my analytics, not for the sake of how many downloads do I have and none of that. It's really more or less where in the world are people really listening to me from? To see as to if they can see things from my point of view or at least like listening to a different point of view from their own in a manner that's not necessarily combative or trying to hit you over the head with something that is not conducive and or for lack of a better term uh, democratic <laughs> right so with all that being said I like the movie. Why did I like the movie? I stated it before. I am a huge fan of science fiction. I am a lover of most things. Marvel. And I say most, not all. Uh, so when comic books and science fiction come together, I get really excited, right? Because there's always levels of science fiction in some uh, comic book-based characters. And when I read that Quantum Mania was going to be based in the quantum realm, this is going to be a complete special effects, CGI, uh, volume-filmed movie. And I was just waiting to see what the direction looked like, what the world looked like, what the characters looked like, um, the non-human and human characters, and that's what jumped off the screen to me once they got right into the uh, into the quantum realm. Yes, you could notice that it was shot on the volume the majority of the movie was shot in front of the volume. What is the volume? The volume is a piece of uh, movie making technology in which allows movie studios and production companies to use a big oversized screen not necessarily a green screen but but a large screen that allows you to have like a background designed and in place and then you can put different um, uh, sets and built design design things and uh, things of that nature in front of this particular screen so that it looks like you're on location but you're not so it's a cheaper way to make a movie in that particular way so with all that being said like I said I like the sci-fi aspect of it the world building of it was like it was something else man a lot of people from like different comments that I've read compared it to uh, Star Wars-esque I would say that I agree with that in the way that they designed the the beings from the quantum realm but not necessarily the the aesthetic of the quantum realm if you, if you understand what I'm saying not the look of the quantum realm but more or less of the, the the civilization of the quantum realm itself that reminded me a lot of Star Wars but the background itself I thought was very unique uh, with the color palette that they chose Uh, how many layers there are to the quantum realm they were only in well they traveled through many of the layers but they landed in one particular one um, in which they found themselves to be in a conflict in I am also falling in line with the majority of critics and fans who have seen this movie in the last three days Three to four days, should I say. I love what Jonathan Majors did as Kang, the Conqueror. My belief, and yes, folks, you understand. If you don't, I'll set this out straight out for you here. When you listen to any of my reviews, folks, they're all spoilery. I always drop reviews after review embargoes have been lifted because I go see the movies when we all see the movies like I said I don't get press screenings and I don't get invited to these screenings that happen like a week or two before like that's a real rare occasion Um, and I still have to pay for it anyways (laughs) Uh, so yeah the majority of my reviews are full of spoilers if you haven't watched the film Leave now. <laughs> and if you just want to know about the film and you don't plan on watching it anyways, and you just want some basic information about it, sit your ass down and listen to what I have to say for a bit and see if it's something that you like it or you don't like it. So anyways, good rest, good aesthetic to the world. I love the different creature and character designs. Uh, you still got the, the Ant-Man levity in the movie even though this is more of a serious film because um, through different uh, outlets the director Peyton Reed he came out and said that he no longer wanted the Man film to be a palate cleanser and just the butt of the joke he wanted it to be an Avengers level type film at least in the sense of the seriousness of the film And for me, with the combination of the situation, the villain himself, and the depth to the history between the villain and everybody involved in the Ant-Man and the Wasp family, I think they did that. They were able to really convey the seriousness of the matter. Now for some, they're going to say, Oh man didn't you see the way that uh, you know Kang got beat by the ants chill out let's be real here this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe no one is really dead and if you don't get that by now and if your continuous complaints about comic book movies or about how there's no real consequences and there are no finite deaths, you're barking up the wrong tree. Comic books themselves have this. Plenty of characters over the decades have died and come back. The movies are just doing the same thing the comics are doing. The main difference between the MCU films and the Marvel comics themselves it's how the particular stories are adapted. So, with all that being said, love Jonathan Majors. Did a great job with Kang. I thought he was ferocious. I thought he had this real underlying. Like, we don't know just how powerful this being is like we only scratch the surface like yeah we understand we're in the multiverse saga if you don't understand that if you don't follow Marvel that closely or understand that there's phases to the the releases of the movie I cannot help you in that regard but at the same time I'm not going to tell you go back and watch the 30 films that have been out before because what phase four has been doing so far now into phase five, these movies are very individual, even though there is still a through line and a connecting thread through most of this movie, through most of these movies, not just due to the simple fact that there are Marvel characters, but some folks have to see the forest beyond the trees. And I won't necessarily break it down here because I think we have to get into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in order to get an even more clearer picture but we ain't seen we have not seen the depth of the power of Kang the Conqueror Um, it is my belief this is my theory at the end of the movie when he gets attacked by the ants and then he gets eaten up by that orb of his he ain't dead folks this man literally conquered time in the comic books he was just shrunk to an infinite subatomic size he will he will find his way back there's a reason as to why he was the exiled one um, I believe he has a uh, genius level intellect based on comic book iterations so I feel like if they give him that particular level of intellect in the movies we'll see him back within the next couple of years but at the same time we'll see different iterations of his characters from other universes the Mid-credit and end-credit scenes in this movie already gave you that, and if you weren't introduced to him in, or if you weren't introduced to the other iterations of Kang in the mid-credit scenes and the end-credit scenes, you were introduced to him towards the tail end of the Loki series on Disney Plus. That is another version of Kang, He Who Remains. I'm not going to try to jump end-to-end tale here. The whole premise of me talking this out is because I didn't think the movie was bad, but it wasn't great either. There were some plot holes. A couple of characters were marginalized in the movie. The Wasp, um, Hank Pym, to a degree, because I think that he ended up being pivotal towards the tail end of the movie, of the movie, and towards the beginning of the movie as well, uh, front and center were a Paul Rudd and his daughter. In this particular film, Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp she didn't really get much depth in her dialogue even though visually you saw her for the majority of the movie Michelle Pfeiffer was amazing I thought she did a great job she was also one of the mains throughout the story so the movie and the story definitely moved along a little further into the explanation Of incursions happened here. So we touched incursions in Loki, uh, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Badness, and now here in Quantum Mania. So that's a through line there within itself. Obviously, Ant Man being a concurrent character throughout the Marvel Universe and all of its phases now starting phase 5 he's going to be a through line with the other upcoming movies as well so that's another connecting factor here and also the the elephant in the room that i think people are harping on a bit it's like well they're not really touching on the other stuff that's happened the other movies like again my theory my thoughts and other people share this thought as well the main reason we don't hear in other movies responding to what's transpired in other movies is because all these individual movies are happening in different universes I know it's an out there theory, theater, theory. I know it's a uh, very broad, and it's like, oh my God, the multiverse saga. This is really messing up everything that we that we had based on the first three phases, folks. Marvel Comics is an amalgamation of different worlds, different universes, different types of heroes and villains across many different spectrums this was going to get convoluted this is going to get a bit confusing this might be a little bit overwhelming if you didn't expect that or you didn't know what you were getting into and then you know now this is gonna get even crazier you're saying to yourselves oh but the story is so hard to follow for some well I'll tell you this you might be absolutely right but at the same time it doesn't make it any less fun because both things can be true just enjoy the movies for what they are and for Ant-Man and the Wasp I had a lot of fun with it good laughs excellent visual effects good performances by the majority of the cast I thought it moved the overall the overarching story about time not being linear understanding the the vastness of the multiverse and understanding just how different different iterations of the same quote-unquote character can be from one universe to the next um so keep those things in mind and keep an open mind because we're going completely cosmic now. This is no longer earthbound conflicts. These are conflicts based in space, the cosmos, time, dimensions, um you name it. It's no longer street level BS. That we got introduced to 10 years ago. You know? Not to call it BS, but... Y'all understand what I'm saying. I thought that... The movie wasn't... So... Thought-provoking. But most Marvel movies aren't. But I feel like... With what they... Intended to do. Which was introduce us to Kind of Conqueror. They did a great job there they let not let they left a lot a ton of stuff in the air some would say oh man I I, I was hoping they would tie up some loose ends you can't create a Marvel Cinematic Universe which has been planned for the next 8 to 10 years if you tie up loose ends a lot of the time um there's no real finite way of doing that and you can see that and it's reflected in the comics you know because stuff always starts over so the starting over phase we haven't even really gotten there yet because we've been introduced to new villains and new heroes but like we haven't tied up the original set of the Avengers yet Ant-Man's still alive, Thor's still out there, Hulk's still out there, right? So those characters still being out there, those loose ends can't be tied up. But now there is even more balls in the air due to all the new movies, all the new happenings, and everything else in between. I get it, folks. I get it. It's a lot. But one step at a time you get your comedy here you get some kick-ass sci-fi stuff if you're not into sci-fi the same for you Um, like I said the storyline itself it's not convoluted in Ant-Man and the Wasp it could be convoluted with other movies before and maybe after we'll see The only other thing that I would have to say is the mid-credit scene. To go back to that, um, that particular scene sets up the future of Kang Dynasty, which is an Avengers-level movie that'll be out in about probably 2026 at this point. And then the end-credit scene is a setup for Loki season two. Uh, That's the way that I viewed it. So we're going to get plenty of Jonathan Majors in the next couple of years in the MCU. So look forward to that. I'm sure that'll be another Ant-Man movie because Ant-Man did do something um, that he felt guilty for towards the end of the movie. Uh, might be that uh, Ant-Man started a snowball effect for the impending doom of the entire multiverse (laughs) so we'll see how that works out in the next couple of years which is why I like the movie as much it still has a lot a lot of uh, setup being that it's the start of phase 5 and uh, going into the rest of phase 5 and then into phase 6 into phase six we're gonna see a lot more things develop there just based on what just happened in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania we'll see more of Scott Lang Hank Pym um and the other characters of the Ant-Man family hopefully in part four we get the homies back in the film Luis and the characters that uh, David Dustmolchin and T.I. play, even though David Dustmolchin voiced a character in Quantum Hopefully, we'll get him back on screen for Ant Man Part 4. And hopefully, the film does well uh, from a box office standpoint to get that Part 4 going. So yeah, folks, <laughs> that's my overall review of Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania I liked it. it wasn't the best Marvel film. I went with my with uh, my boys that I usually go to all the comic book and uh, tentpole movies with. Uh, one of my boys, Paul, thought it was the worst of all the Marvel movies I've ever watched. <laughs> me and my boy Rob uh, respectfully disagreed (laughs) because Iron Man 3 exists Um, Thor The Dark World exists for whatever reason I don't agree with the majority of the MCU space and fans that say that uh, Avengers Age of Ultron has aged well I don't think so Um, and also I click Black Widow onto that worst of Marvel list as well. Not my cup of tea. Um, Thor Ragnarok is on there for me. They... I understand people need levity and comedy in some of their movies. I believe that Thor Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder completely undermined and killed the seriousness of of the powers and the scope of who Thor is as a hero. Uh, so that's my take on that. To bring it back to the Quantum Mania thing, some of you guys might say, well, they undermined Kang. Did they? Think about it, folks. Think about it. version of Kang that was exiled was quote-unquote defeated by ants quote-unquote the other versions of Kang believe that he is dead if we're walking into a movie a couple years from now called Kang Dynasty do you really believe that that version of Kang is dead? Nah. (laughs) Absolutely not. That's just a theory, though. It's just a theory. And they didn't undermine him because, like I said, they only scratched the surface with his powers. The way that the the character design, the suit design, that's another thing to talk about. The costuming in this movie was off the chain. Top notch. Big ups to Marvel on that. Um, Sound design. Usual Marvel stuff. Nothing out of the ordinary I would say Um, the score didn't help the movie as much I thought but that's just a critique on that end but uh, more MCU coming your way this year in 2023 as I uh, spoke before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be out in May uh, the Marvels has now been delayed until November. So from the movie front, we'll get that. Loki Season 2 and Secret Invasion, I believe, will probably be the only two shows to be released this year on Disney+. Plus. I think everything else is getting delayed uh, due to the mandate that uh, Kevin Feige just got from Bob Iger to slow down the amount of Marvel Productions, uh, because they just said so too much, and the complaint of comic book movie fatigue—it's real, folks. Everybody wants to say, but if the movies were good and the writing was good, quality over quantity, folks, right? When you start to do too much, your quality starts to wane. It has nothing to do. With fatigue per se we're just being over inundated with comic book related stuff slow it down get the quality back up get some better writers in there um, start tying up these holes and bring that magic back to the MCU because for right now for a lot of folks and I hear the complaints I read them a lot MCU's lost his magic but I think with this movie being that it left so much in the air like I said before the magic isn't completely gone Um, hopefully Guardians even though I think it's going to be a gut punch from an emotional standpoint um, will take us into another stratosphere but anyways folks my bad I started to wrap this up about 10 minutes ago but I'm done <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania This has been your friendly Neighborhood movie goer, John L And uh Until next time folks I got another review coming Oh another movie Stay tuned for that Cause it's gonna be the first time I really Lay into a movie And I'm disappointed in having to say that But uh until next time folks uh, I appreciate y'all for always listening and being part of the YFNMG community I'll stay on top of things and I will post regularly as I was before let's stay here at the movies for now take care of yourselves be well and stay safe out there later folks